and welcome to MiceCast with your hosts, Greg, Mike, and Shaft. Greetings. Okay. Everybody's just going to sit here like a bump. No. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't have time. He jumped in, so. That's fine. Sit, sitting there, and there's just this dead space going on again. Well, you know, we got to be Mike little... always hates when there's dead space. No, no. I'm... Greg's the one that usually complains more about dead space. It's, it's, no, it's called dead air. And it was a microsecond. We barely had a chance to uh, take a gulp of my drink, and he was already in there. So who cares? Okay, yeah. Nobody, I guess. <sighs> so anyways. Um, uh, so we missed you last week. Yeah, so I was. Where's it? Where was I last week? Anaheim oh, Internet. Yeah. An- 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 Anaheim International Film F- Festival. That's, that's correct. It sounds like an organization that, um, well, Shaft and I were kind of wondering at the legitimacy of a, a film festival from Anaheim. Well, well okay, wait, let me well, back, 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 back. Whoa, 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 back up a second. Um, what made Cannes or Sundance? M- or Temecula, which is actually doing pretty well, legitimate film festivals. Well, one, Cannes has been around for almost 100 years. Okay, Sundance but- has been around for almost 30 years. Has Sundance and been Temecula- around for 30 years? Yeah, oh, sure. that sounds like something we need to check. Right, yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll tell that you. That sounds a bit grand. But anyways, but when Sundance did its first year, other than it being kind of backed by uh, uh, Hollywood star. Okay. And still is. Oh, still is. So when Cannes started, I don't know the history of Cannes. Don't really care. But um, and Temecula, from what I understand, has grown quite a bit. Then there used to be one in Newport. The I think the animation one. I don't know if that one's still going or not. The last time I saw the animation film fest was in Long Beach. Really? Well, I think anything's legitimate if uh, you know someone. If people are participating, that I think legitimizes it and. Uh, it's not like Anaheim needs to be put on the map by any means, but they uh, decided they want to have a film festival. I don't think their choice of location was that great. What? The the, the garden walk that's half garden the stores walk, are yeah. closed? <laughs> well, no, no, it's not that. There is a theater there. It's a pretty nice theater. But um, I'm getting a phone call from a 714. I don't know who that is, so I'm going to ignore that for the moment. Uh and this theater, from what I understand, is undergoing management change anyways. Uh, and they still, I guess, serve alcohol. They, there was alcohol for, you know, press and all that and back in that room, so we were able to drink back there. But in general, you couldn't order alcohol in the theaters during the films, uh, during the film festival. But the thing that, uh, you know, my one L.A. Hollywood connection kind of mentioned was he was looking at it going there was really no all the sponsors are local you know Disneyland the theaters of course uh, some hotels uh, there's really there was no industry sponsors let's say per se so um, though I guess you could maybe extract that the Disneyland connection could be considered industry since they're owned by an entertainment company that makes films uh but who knows? So we'll see. We'll see how next year's goes. There were some celebrities, some well-known celebrities, and then there were a lot of not so well-known non-celebrities. Uh, so there was there was a mixture. Uh, I got to interview because we were uh, one of the day students from school. She's actually she's graduated. She's short a few hours, but and technically she's graduated and uh, TA 
who used to go to the school went and he was the cameraman so her and I were the uh, the interviewees or ers or whatever interviewers uh-huh. and so we were on the red carpet had a had a decent spot and Vince or Richard loaned us his wireless packs, which worked out very well. I actually sent him an email saying they worked flawlessly. I found out later when listening to the audio uh, that the um, lavalier did not work flawlessly, but we'll still deal. Got a, still got a click in there? Oh, yeah, it was pretty bad, but we'll, we can deal. Yeah, I'm going to have to tear them apart. Yeah, regardless. That that's kind of what ends up what happened. Any, any Anybody who owns those things tend to have to be their own repairman at some point. Uh, so that's pretty common. But it, anyways, I got to interview Hagrid or... Um, Hagrid. Hagrid. Uh, oh, God, what is his name? Coltrane? Colbert. Coltrane, yeah. Coltrane, yeah. Robbie Coltrane. Uh, he was pretty interesting, funny. Uh, the My cohort, she... Uh, or core cohort. She interviewed Natasha Hen- Henstring, I think is her name. Henstridge. She, yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Yes. And, she was just as good-looking in person as she is on TV or in the movies. And I also interviewed... God, I can't... I know his first name is Paul. He is in a film that was showing there called American Bully, and she was also in that particular film. But he is a regular on uh, In Plain Sight, which is about witness protection. I think it's on USA Channel. It's a pretty decent series. Uh, and he's the head marshal, I think. Uh, in that series. So I recognized him, but didn't know his name, but he wasn't there for that. Um, there was a lot of independent filmmakers. And one of them that uh, I told him I'd go back and see it, and I'm thinking they're, they're probably thinking, yeah, everybody says that. But I did actually go back to see it because it was called She Wore Silver Wings. And it was about his great aunt who flew fighter, or I, I want to say fighter jets all the time, fighter planes p-51s during world war ii okay and uh so a ferry pilot no not a ferry pilot um she was a wasp a, a women's air service pilot right but they didn't go into combat they were ferrying aircraft across the atlantic um these no not quite they ferried them or i don't like that word they flew them from long beach to uh, I think it was New Jersey where they were put on uh, transport craft and taken overseas from there. Yeah, that's right. called ferrying aircraft. I know. I just <laughs> when he said she was a ferry, I was like, no, she's not a ferry pilot. Uh, but they considered themselves I, I t- uh, not a ferry pilot, but you know, uh, pilots. And I guess recently they actually finally were recognized, and um, Obama handed them. Uh, it was the highest civilian honor, um, I believe, is what they ended up getting, and they got discharged because you know they were uh, discharged from the the Army Air Corps. They officially kind of never existed in some sense. They um, they weren't considered in the service when one. It's an interesting history because there were two people kind of started up two kind of I don't want to say opposing, but the same kind of things at the same time. And they were eventually merged together, and at one point in the war. After the uh, European theater was done, they wanted to continue uh, while uh, the uh, uh, the Pacific was still going on. But there was a little bit of politics, and the head lady says, well, screw you, I'm leaving. And yes, fine, go ahead and shut the whole thing down. So because of one person's 
kind of attitude, they they all got kind of shut down the way I the way I understood it. One of the best uh, documentaries I saw when I was there. Uh, <laughs> I also learned to read the um, the information a little more closely before going to see some movies. <laughs> <laughs> there, were, there was there was a selection of shorts called Out and About. What do you think those might have been about? Out, hmm, out, uh, hmm. Okay. It's out. <laughs> exactly. And, and I, I read one of them that said, um, I think it was called Gay Shark Bait. And, and I kind of read, okay, fine, I can sit through this. And it actually was kind of entertaining. It's a website that actually exists now, I guess. And Gay Shark Bait, nice. Two, pic- two pictures will come up, you know, and you're streaming. And it'll come like, oh, you're ugly. You're out of here. But you're gone. Then the next one comes up. Oh, hey, Bubba. You know, so I'm really a guy. Uh, out. You know, and they just, it's just like this dating thing. It was actually kind of funny and it was done well. Here's my problem with most of the, the gay and lesbian shorts. They're, they're gay? No, no. Their production quality was horrible. Oh, bad. E- okay. Either the sound was horrible, the acting was horrible. Or the lighting was horrible, or in many cases, in most cases, all three were horrible. So if you if you have a cause, I think you need to do it as best as possible, especially if you're showing up to film festivals. It shouldn't look like you just pulled out your DV cam, okay, flipped out the screen and recorded See, something. This this goes to the question of credibility. All right, uh, if the Anaheim International Film Festival is starving for content, or they're uh, Okay, and I'll I'll do that thought in a second. If they're if they're starving for content and they want to give themselves legitimacy, then they don't take crap. You don't have people that are making poor films because that just well, that just erodes your because no one's gonna come back. Oh, that's the kind well, of movies I'll, they're allowing I'll, in. You know, I'll, I'll, regardless I'll, of the content. Hang on a second, Richard. Regardless of the content, if they're made poorly, if they're like what Greg described, their DV cam flip out the thing and go, then it's not gonna. They're not going to be long-lived. Well, they may not necessarily have been a flipped-out DV cam. One actually came from, is it the Hodge Film School, Richard? Is that right? Uh, or, no, the Dodge Film School at Chapman University. Um, one of them was from there. Uh, here's another problem. If you, well, if, well, if well, you well, try well, to use existing... Hold on, Richard, and then go ahead, because I know you, you want to say something. You, if you have to use existing rooms as your set, and you put on a real wide angle, you're going to make people sick if you pan a lot because it distorts the background uh, and it, it gives this kind of a nauseous effect of first-person shooter, in my opinion. Yeah, because it, 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 the center of the frame is tall and then gets squished in the sides, right? And as it moves, as the, as the camera moves, that background goes tall to... St- you know what was yeah, tall now gets squished as it yeah. as it moves. But, yeah, right. But in general, this these were the only ones that I saw that were poor. But out of the let me, see, I was going to see if I could find a list. And they also did a tribute for Sixteen Candles. It was one of the big films that were there. Um, I saw one called Inhale in the Last Day with our buddy from L.A. Um, the one I wanted to see was called The Best Worst Movie. I did not, not get a chance. I needed to get back on the Friday, and I didn't. And I didn't go early enough on Saturday uh, to catch some of the other ones I wanted to see. But I saw uh, one called The Lonely Place for Dying with James Cromwell, which was made uh, for $100,000. Or, I'm sorry, $200,000 is the budget. It was filmed on red. Or should I, I distinctively say filmed, but uh, I guess you could say recorded on a red camera. It, it was shot. Thank you, Richard. That's a better way to go. It was shot 
Um, trying to find this one. Well, Be let me let me oh, go. Oh yeah, back you go. Say what you were going to say while I look. Mike was talking about the legitimacy and, and having crap on there. I gotta say, in defense of that, is that all film festivals, regardless of whether you're talking about Cannes, Sundance, um, even when I was doing uh, the. Uh, my college film festival, which was the kind of the prelude towards the Costa Mesa Newport, uh, when I was going to OCC, uh, we um, you, you get when when you take a look at the overall, you'll get like anywhere from fifty to a hundred films to show off during however long your festival is going. You'll get a couple outstandings if you're lucky, at least a, cu a couple notable ones. Then you'll get uh, about fifty percent are. Hmm, that was interesting. Okay, I mean that's that's about as good as it's going to get. Those were interesting. They might make make you know make it to a direct -to video or something like that. Might not do anything. Just get somebody's name somewhere. But you will get a fair amount, which is I would guess anywhere between about fifteen to twenty percent. They had a pure and simple crap, and the it's not that there's a a desperate need of content. It's that you're trying to go for a very round base on the different types of quote, I hate to use the term artist because I've always considered you know it, it, it is an art form but I like t telling stories but you're trying to get a very round base of artists from different groups in different areas so you're going out and trying to get these people to come in so that you can get this variety of stuff and everything you just never when you when you see cons and you see Sundance, you never hear about that because nobody talks about that because well, it's not worth talking about. Everybody I submit, to I submit stuff. to you that if someone submits a crap, and when I say crap, I don't mean bad story, right? No, I'm, I'm talking about I'm talking, talking about. about good you know decent story but bad production value. Um, or I'll, I'll even go so much as bad story. Bad production value, and it does make you sick. I mean, okay, but sick. okay, but a big a big shop place like Con or Sundance are are not going to accept crap. They do get it though. And, and sure, I, sure, I'm, yes, I'm, yes, because it's open, because it's open submittal. You're going to get at least about fifteen percent is going to be in that in that category. I don't think so. Okay, here, here's the biggest. I, I think they're going to say this is crap. I'm not going to, you know, thank my, you very much. Here's my biggest question for Mike. How many film festivals have you been to to draw this conclusion? What conclusion? That, that, that these these ones like Cannes and Sundance don't accept these. I mean, you're making an assumption, and I'm not sure that you've had the opportunity to go to any film festival I, similar to this. So, I mean, you're not you're, – you're, I think correct. you're making assumptions for something you have no, – No frame of reference? Sure. I have not been to Cannes. Have you been to Con? No. All right, so you have no frame of reference for it either. No, this is. I, so, I, I, do, I personally have a couple friends that have gone to Con a okay. couple times. Now I told I told Shaft the story last week about two college buddies who submitted their film to Santa Barbara, New York, a couple others. Okay, and they're telling me about their experience. Okay, they get turned down. Their show, their their film was not crap. Not did not look like it was filmed on a flip video camera. Did not have bad sound. Okay story. It was filmed well. Good production value. And it got turned down. You know, so, it could so, be that I'm overly harsh because I'm currently in school and I'm beat up on this kind of well, stuff. So weekly, if it, okay, because you're 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 doing ENG kind of stuff, right? 
Uh, I'm doing a variety: ENG, EFP, studio work. Okay, but 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 short films. All right, because but all your talk's been about broad, you know, news broadcast or well, yeah, live that's, live that's production. That's one of the main okay. things, but we have to okay. also create. Um, but you're gonna short get films. you're gonna get beat up on that because you need to present fact as opposed to opinion. No, 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 no. What what we get beat up on a lot of things. If it doesn't sound well, people are going to turn the channel. If the lighting's bad, people are going to turn the channel. There's very few. So this is all a television uh, uh, frame, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes and no, Uh, because a lot of this. What? Okay. I'm just. I'm going to pull Desperate Housewives out of my ass. Is that? How? how, (laughs) That was. That's a bad thing. I don't watch that show. (laughs) Um, Let's. Okay. Battlestar Galactica. You watch that one. Yes. What makes that different? From a film. What makes what made Battlestar Galactica different from a film? Yeah, it's TV. I, I guess this the the longer story arc and the and the serial nature of of what they have to do. But it's produced just like a film. It's shot pretty well, much like well, a film. yes. The schedule's a little more intense. intense yes. Okay, so there, there's a little quicker. Point. There's not much I'm learning that isn't transferable, and we have to make short films, stuff that would stand separately from. Okay, uh, well, back back to the point of my my assumption that the big names have have the opportunity to turn down crap. Well, okay, okay. And, but so in it, your first year, I don't think Santa Barbara was probably turning down a lot, or well, uh, I don't know, but I'm, I'm I'm guessing that in the first year. Uh, we'll see what happens next year. You can't really judge it by the first year, I don't think. Uh, no, I, and, and again, well, me, I, I'm I just coming think... out partly because <laughs> one, I didn't like the genre, but I sat through all of them. I wasn't a phobic enough that I was going to walk out. I did walk out before the Q and A because I just didn't need that. Um, I, I, my my point is that you know Anaheim is really a small town. It's a sure. tenth, lar- tenth largest town in the state of California. So That's what? Still, it's still a, it's still a, it's still a bedroom. It still started out life as a bedroom community. Well, it didn't even start out, out as a vineyard. It started out as an orchard, right? Vineyard. Okay, so let me go back to the films. Well, here, here, let, even me, let, let me, me say real quick. Whoa, 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 whoa! I was talking about the, you know, the uh, well, out and about thing. Okay. The, the guy introduced the films. Now they were having a little bit of difficulty all week with the sound, and uh, I, I guess. They received stuff in multiple formats: beta, DVD, uh, you know, flash, and okay. Well, that's whatever, a, that sounds know. like the organizers were unsure about the best hey, what it, their equipment could, or, or the 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 closed down movie house could handle. Well, it's not closed down; it's changing management. So I'm not sure who was, you know, who was uh, they were dealing with because they've been working on this for over a year so you know i don't really know but there was some difficulty here and there and i'm okay fine again i'm giving a little bit of a break because it's the first year um but i will be critical where i i think uh criticism needs to be but you know when we got so we have the basically the gay and lesbian shorts The, the best one it was actually very good came out of australia and it was in black and white Everything was perfect about it, you know, the whole production quality. And it was done like kind of a public service announcement from the 50s. You know, hey, the big bomb's coming. What do we do? We don't jump under the table and kiss our ass goodbye, that kind of film, right? Okay. Step seven. What's that? Step seven. Excuse me? We'll go through that later. 
Step Mike seven. Knows exactly what I'm step talking one, about. do whatever. The last step yeah, is to bend over and kiss your ass. Seven steps in conspicuous war. Step it, seven, yeah. it, it was kind of done like that, like you know, one of those fifties things um, about what to do for the bomb shelter and all that. You know, beware the creeping crud. It's on its way. That kind of a thing. And it was about uh, lesbians, but it wasn't overt. There was a couple of these that were a little more or overt than the other. Like the one, uh, these two where this girl's got a. After breaking up with her girlfriend, she calls upon her BFF to rent a truck and help her move. They're both bull dykes. I'm not going to, you know. I, the funny thing was, the guy that introduced it says, we got something for queers. We got something for for dykes. We got something for queens. We got something for everybody. He says, I'm really surprised the, the, uh, the theater isn't more full. I sent a flyer to Disneyland. <laughs> 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 uh, I want to yell back. They're not as happy as you think they are. Uh, but, but there were, you know, okay. I, you know, being a little hard. the 19th century version of gay over there. <laughs> you know, I, I'm probably a little harsh. Maybe three out of the seven weren't so good. And the, I was a little disappointed. The story from the one out of the Dodge Film School was a good story. I just didn't think the production was very well. And there's a couple, um, uh, what is AI? What is it? AIF? Am I getting those initials uh, mixed up? AFI. A, there was a couple AFI films. Those are uh, always weird. Actually, they were they were very good. One was uh, a recreation of a ride, not a ride along, but a uh, during the um, the riots. Uh, was that ninety two after Rodney King got the shit beat out of him? <laughs> uh, I can't remember ninety two, ninety three, ninety four, somewhere right <laughs> there. And it, it was about. Uh, a lot of the EMTs are the firemen who were going in without police getting protection shot at, at yeah. the beginning, uh, and that was really good. It was um, actually it was very very good. And the short films that I saw that included she wore silver wings. That whole program it was called the Salute to Heroes, and I had inter- you know like I said interviewed them and went back and saw it. Every one of them was outstanding. A real funny one was from England called Lights. It really didn't have to do so much with heroes, but they didn't have another um, kind of genre to put it in. And the one who, uh, She Wore Silver Wings, they've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve like film festival awards. I can't read them all here without my glasses on. But, uh, and they, they're, they're actually commercial film or commercial makers out of San Diego and I looked up their website and some of the films they uh, they have made or commercials they've made and they're very very creative very inventive but the one that I, I really wanted to, to and I talked to Richard a little bit about it was A Lonely Place for Dying with James Cronwell and you know the guy did a Q&A and I interviewed him on the um, uh, the red carpet but you know it's funny there's so much going on sometimes you don't put two and two together and you sit down in your fil- at the film you're going oh yeah this is the one that guy was talking about filmed entirely in New Mexico in an old abandoned prison so there was there was one shot in um, Washington D.C. and I asked him about it he says entirely on green screen in the prison I'm like oh wow because it really looked like 1970s in Washington so they did a pretty good job but the cast uh, Michael Scavati does he sound familiar to you? No Ross Marquand No Michael Wincott? No. James Cromwell. That one yes. you should know. Yes. Supposedly one of these other guys is a known name. Known enough that they they had to pay more than day rate 
you know, or academy minimum or whatever you want to call it. Because I asked him a little bit about, um, you know, his budget at the end. Okay, so you, you filmed on a red because that was in the in the credit. So I, I expounded upon that a little bit. What did you edit on Final Cut on my laptop in my room? They did the 300 effects on three laptops streaming back and forth to each other in their room. And he, I said, well, you know, $200,000, um, you know, that was craft services, McDonald's every day, <laughs> you know, <laughs> did everybody share the same trailer? He says, believe it or not, no. He says, you, he says, one thing you can't skimp on is craft services. The crew will revolt on you if you, you know, serving crap every day. He says, we actually made some deals with local restaurants and they insisted on pizza once a week. Uh, so it was kind of interesting. And he got, he had real money, hard cash to, to do the film with. Had Remember that? I was going to say, Greg, remember that in film school? That was the first rule they taught me when I was in film school. And if anybody else else is listening, if you're taking film class, food, food and food. People people will skimp out on pay. People will, will say, okay, the deferred payment. They'll do everything so long as you have decent food. But the moment your food goes bad, you will have a rebellion on the set. <laughs> so continuing on... Um, you know, and he was encouraging young filmmakers, don't be afraid of asking known talent. They'd actually put out some feelers, and they had some pretty big names responding, saying they were interested in doing the film. But one of the guys that invested $65,000, I think he invested a lot of money. I forgot what it was. He insisted on working on the film. He says, this is not un uncommon. So ends up the guy ended up being a gaffer. Well, the guy who was uh, DP... Well, I guess it was kind of a pain in the ass. wasn't getting it lit, and they were losing their twilight hour sometime. And and you know, they said, "God, I could have been done today." And, and I guess he mouthed off once, not realizing who mouthed the, off once. The, the DP, okay, about don't rush me or don't do this or whatever the problem was, not <laughs> realizing that the guy standing next to him as a grip happens to be a huge investor in the film. Oh, okay. Uh, he didn't. He didn't come back the next day. <laughs> So, you know, it kind of teaches you, uh, you don't know who might be around, especially on, you know, lower budget films. Uh, oh, speaking of low budget films, one low budget film that you guys don't seem to care for, uh, its sequel is the largest opening horror film of all time now. So, I just heard that in the news today. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, oh, but I it didn't do as well as Jackass 3D, which had, <laughs> Jackass uh, 3D. Which had uh, yeah, some million dollars on its 15, first weekend. Million bucks. Still doesn't mean I'm going to go film one of those things. Okay, so. I, I said it was the largest opening horror film. And now, if you consider Jackass horror, and I guess it could be to some people, uh, but there's a wall. Jackass had a huge drop off, so the, the percentage of uh, market share. I think was in half. Uh, now, when, the last day I saw a movie called Inhale with, uh, you should recognize a few of these names, uh, Dermot Mahoney. Derm yes, Mulroney. Uh, Diane Kruger. Yes. Yep. Sam Shepard. Yes. Oh, yeah. Rosanna Arquette. Yes. Yep. Vincent Perez. Mm, no. Maybe, maybe not. Anyways, this was a pretty good movie, and I, it was a uh, USA-Iceland um, production, and it was between seeing this or the film I really wanted. One of the films I really wanted to see, and, and I thought, ah, shoot, I should have went to see uh, the other one. It was called Under the Boardwalk, the Monopoly story. 
<laughs> it was a, it was an hour and a half. It was done about, and they had a great little. Um, they were giving five hundred dollars monopoly of money away <laughs> to go see the film, and then had a little discount coupon to buy the film. I'm actually thinking about going to check it out, see how much it is. Uh, but it looked really interesting. I, I interviewed those two guys also, and Kevin Farley. I interviewed Kevin Farley and. Uh, uh, see what is the other one? Is it Kevin? And what's the, uh, there's two Farleys in the film. I don't know if they're related, but uh, you should know who Kevin Farley is. Yes, Chris Farley's brother. Um, but it was called Winner Best Short Film. But it's not the winner of Best Short Film. But it's a filmmaker tries to impress a Hollywood producer by claiming to be the winner. <laughs> and, it's and it's supposed to be like they won on cans. If you see the, the advertisement, the, the little kind of leaf thing is kind of broken off or something like that on one side. Uh, and then one I missed was uh, Wild Target with uh, Bill Niley. Uh, uh, Katrina had heard of this. Uh, Tony or uh, Rupert Gint and Emily Blunt and Rupert Everett are all in this and it's directed by Jonathan Lynn the whole nine yards my cousin Vinny blah 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 and that's why uh, uh, Robbie Coltrane was there to give him a lifetime achievement award and he was joking with me he says um, seems a little early to give someone uh, you know like this a lifetime achievement award but he's done so many great films uh, but he's a little young for this but anyways it was um, uh, Maria Servino was there Hector Alonso was there. Isn't that uh, Morris Servino? Yeah. Okay, but we're just used to we're just used to Greg brutalizing people's names, so that's okay. That is, yeah, that, yeah, that's that true. is true. Something I have to get better on because nothing worse to brutalize someone's name on air. But anyways, um, there was a there was a lot of really good films. One that won one of the uh, the awards for. I guess the audience got to vote on a lot of awards, and there was a lot of short animation. And they did. There were some high school kids, uh, El Medina, I think it was El Medina High, that had entered some stop motion animation. There was stuff from all over the world, some international stuff, some stuff that was subtitled, blah 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 blah. Um, but there was one. I think it's called the Yankles. And you say, now what the hell is a Yankle? And it's. Here it is. It's it's the way they feel in New York right now since uh, Texas is going to the series. That's mm-hmm. a nice try. But this one actually sounded uh, kind of interesting. I got to see if it's available anywhere. The Yankles is the story of an upstart Orthodox uh, Yeshiva baseball team that earns a ticket to compete in the College World Series. Coached by Charlie Jones, an ex-major league center field on parole for multiple DUI convictions and desperate to fulfill his community service. While the Yankees strive to succeed on the field, Charlie works to rebuild his reputation and relationship in the process and finds redemption. So you look at the team, you know, and they all look like Hasidic Jews, the little curly <laughs> cues, and they've got jackets on, and uh, you know, it, it just the picture is almost priceless. Uh, on its own but uh, you know I understand what you're saying Mike but being it's its first year I'll give them a little bit of break they they actually put together a pretty pretty decent program a pretty decent um, uh, setup uh, you know so and they had well, stuff like say from around the world I you know we won't know if it was really a success unless next year brings in some bigger people some better films yada 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 but you know I talked to some guys who uh, get financing, helps people monetize, because they had a lot of, um, they also had some people who do web series, and they they showed that stuff. 
so you say, well, isn't that really film related? But a lot of people, you know, William Shatner, a lot of people have gone to doing web things, and it's 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 starting to uh, pick up, and they're they're making money off some of this stuff. So I guess it really depends on what goes on next year. But what the monetizing guy was saying was, they need a place where there's a lot more foot traffic. I think they'd been better off in downtown Disney because you could have then just got a lot because the, the tickets were actually pretty cheap to go see films. But who's walking at that end of Garden Walk? The the real hub, if you will, or the 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 action on Garden Walk is over at Catella, not on. Is that Disneyland Drive now, Friedman Way? Yeah, it's, uh, Disney Way. Disney Way. There's not many people walking around that end because there's. Even if all the shops were in, that's where kind of the fast food shops were. A couple big restaurants downstairs. In fact, there's one hoity-toity restaurant that doesn't even have a name on it, but people go in and out. I know it's a restaurant. There's not even a name on it, so I figure it's too hoity-toity for me if there's no name. Are you talking about McCormick and Schmick's? I don't know what it is. There's no name on the front. Kay. It's right across from uh, California Pizza Kitchen? No. This is all the way in the back, right downstairs from the theater. Oh, as oh, I, said. I know what you're talking. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's that club that's down there. Uh, it couldn't be a club because people walking in were not clubbers. These, it's it's a restaurant. I could see partly through one of the doors. There's tables and chairs. You're thinking maybe fire and ice or something that that's upstairs. Um, it's directly across where they were doing their haunted house. But yeah, the, I, I walked. I walked through the when I when I gave you the microphone since I was you know already out i just walked the rest of the way out to the car so i cut through garden walk to take a look at it all oh yes it looks kind of like a um uh, i don't know it's, I think, uh, it, yeah uh, i know i know hawaiian the theme I but saw maybe, the name uh, it's on the side uh, so. so anyways there's no big sign I, on top saying what it is but um you know mike and i kind of brushed across it i just, i can't think of another theater that would be a good place to put a film festival in because AMC and Disney they they're not going to want to take time out of their uh, the AMC in downtown Disney because they got their theaters running the regular gambit of whatever whatever's out and I can't think of any other good theaters that would be in Anaheim to host such a uh, film festival so no no I know I think I think you know Disney's a big investor in this. They're, they're what one they call some of their founding members. You know, there's a there's a right. list. Where's my book here? I just set it down. So there's a list of founding. Yeah, Mike and I went through it last week. We were looking at the website while we were. Yeah, uh, yeah, we talked to it. That, while we were. Uh, where I was kind of. Yeah, the only way they could really. I think you for uh, going not not coming to this show because. It wasn't like you were interviewing. You were done interviewing people. You just wanted to go back and watch more movies over there. Uh, we were done, and we never even got back to the movies. We sat and drank and ate for the rest of the night at uh, that other missed, restaurant. you missed your obligations to this program. Yeah, well, you know, what, what it's called is networking, smoozing, uh, kissing ass, and the rest of it. So uh, since I probably only have one or two unemployment checks left, and then it's, you know, living out of the back of my car, I might as well do as much of that as I can uh, while I can. But I think, I actually think since Disney put a lot into it, they should just do it in downtown Disney. They could even do it in half of the theater. I mean, there's there's some way they could do it, and they could get a lot of foot traffic. They could still make money. Uh, it, you know, they could have all the celebrities staying there, because they had their big event at the Grand Californian. Uh, so... Anyway, I don't know. But you're right. I don't know of any other theater 
in Anaheim because I was thinking the the one the other one I was thinking is actually in Orange. That's the old stadium. Uh, but they need foot traffic. They need people walking by, and that's not and, and seeing all the fun that's going on. I want to be part of it. Exactly, and that's not Garden Walk. There's that's that was my biggest hang-up was it's at Garden Walk and it's in the back of Garden Walk, and uh, you're not getting a lot of foot traffic there. Maybe if you had some more restaurants and shops that were drawing people in, but currently that's not happening. Well, you could look at it the other way. Is Garden Walk might be a good place because if you're coming in there, you're not getting a lot of interference. And if, as we're all, at least I'm ho- as an Anaheim resident, I am hoping that it uh, becomes uh, a big deal. Uh, this could be something that draws people into the Garden Walk. Yeah, uh, but like I say, if you're selling tickets cheap and you want people to actually... Yeah, I don't know how the other film festivals like Cannes and those work. If they, you know, if they're getting a lot of foot traffic, maybe they don't need it anymore when it began. I don't know, but here they seem to want some of the foot traffic, and that just wasn't happening. Well, okay. For example, the Sundance question that we asked, you know, twenty minutes ago, thirty minutes ago, um, you know, Hollywood gave resources to Sundance. Uh, uh, well-known people pitched in and helped it grow. Sure. So. Uh, somebody besides Disney is going to have to help Anaheim grow. No, I totally agree. They need somebody in the industry or Disney ABC to step up, not just uh, uh, or corporate Disney, the, the, the studio. I, you know, I don't know where is Sundance anyways. That's uh, it's Utah. It's it got moved yes. to. It's a ski area. It's up in. Uh, uh, yeah, up in the mountains, right? Yes. I'll say, is it Provo? So it's 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 basically uh, a hoity-toity thing for industry industry and very but, very hoity-toity but it didn't yes. start out that way no i mean he, he the idea of his was like you you know because he even had his sundance film channel this is where independent you know uh that, uh, that, that came, that came, came much later after after the film festival sure but that was kind of his whole thing about the film festival right it's kind of like stephen king saying oh what you wouldn't publish it when i sent it in under a different name screw you guys i'm going to self-publish it myself all right we need you know how we get new writers if everybody's turning down you know the uh, sundance content. started in 1978 oh you looked it up so it's been yes. around a while all right uh, it started yeah, it was out good. 30 years i said as a utah u.s film festival and it was supposed to be its focus was independent american films okay um, it was founded by the guy who's running Robert Redford's film company, a guy named uh, Sterling Van Wagen and Wa- Wagenin. I don't know. All right. But as time went on, they left to do go off to do other things. Uh, the guy founded the Sundance Institute. Um, let's see. So several factors helped propel the growth. First was the involvement of actor Robert Redford, which you knew. Uh, became the film's inaugural chairman. Uh, uh, the country's hungry for a venue that would celebrate American-made films as the only other festival doing so at the time was the fledgling Dallas Film Fest. Response in Hollywood was unprecedented as major studios did all they could to contribute their resources. In now, what's that? what's that mean? Resources? Did they... Marketing, probably. Money. Yeah, marketing. Yeah, marketing. Cash, yeah. did, did they send some... Did they produce some films? You know, as indies, no, in, like no. throwing some money at it? You know. I don't know. In 1981, the festival moved to Park City. And changed. Oh, there you go, Park and, City. And changed from September to January. The move from late summer to midwinter was reportedly done on the advice of Hollywood director Sidney Pollack, God rest his soul, who suggested that running a film festival in a ski resort during winter would draw more attention from Hollywood. So there you go. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And especially I, since January is uh, kind of the off season when a lot of the studios are kind of resetting, getting ready for their next uh, 
big thing in the spring. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to bat saying, uh, you know, I'm going to be a shielder yeah, defending the, uh, it. But you know, I was. I had an opportunity to go, and it's his first year. Oh no, no, no! And I, I not taking I, that away from you at all. I, I still just, think uh, I, you guys could be right, and I, I kind of wondered. It's like Richard said he hadn't heard of it. He lives in Anaheim. I hadn't heard of it until they told us, do you, or asked us. We got this opportunity to work with this uh, this uh, TV station. You want to do this? I'm thinking, you know, if they wanted to make a splash, we would have heard about this somewhere. Facebook, uh, TV ads, something, you know. And, and who knows? Maybe next year they'll step it up a little bit. I don't, I don't know. Maybe this One is hopes. something because the guy that spearheaded it all has got a kid who's in film school. Who knows? You never know what the motivation is. <laughs> uh, it's definitely not needed to put Disneyland on the map, though somebody says this will put Disneyland on the or I mean uh, Anaheim on the map. Really? <laughs> An- Anaheim's already on the map. <laughs> exactly. You know, why, you know, why do they need the film festival? That's the only reason I thought if you really want to make Anaheim and you know this particular part of Anaheim uh, even better well, than you either either one have it at Downtown Disney or do what Disney did with D twenty three and create a bunch of little mini theaters and do it like in the uh, convention, convention center. center. Well, one thing I know also is Anaheim, uh, especially these last couple of years with the uh, city council. They've been wanting to develop Anaheim as something more than just Disneyland. They, they, yeah, everybody knows Disneyland, but they're, they've been pushing the sports, which, okay, we know about the Angels. Most people know about the Ducks, but they're trying to push it more as this is a place to come for the city of Anaheim. It's not just Disneyland type deal. So um, I think that's also part of the reason they're doing it. Uh, you go into uh, the uh, downtown Anaheim. Not downtown Disney, but downtown Anaheim, and you see a lot of the uh, building effort that's going in there. Uh, they've been putting together a they they have a new museum. Museum used to be mostly to the Anaheim heritage. Now they have uh, different shows, whether it's art shows or uh, uh, history shows that are coming in and visiting it. Of course, we can't just call it a museum. It's the Museo uh, in downtown Anaheim, but. They've, they've been trying to push this whole new cultural aspect to the city of Anaheim beyond Disney and just uh, that type of stuff. Yeah, a little late. But anyways, all right. So we do have <laughs> some emails because I was saying they, oh, yes, they, really, they really made a push in the 90s on that downtown, and it really hasn't gone much beyond that. But I got a couple of emails that you didn't get, Mike. Um, okay. One I should quickly uh, – actually, there's one – you guys did get maybe you talked about it last week uh it was a correction on how richard pronounces uh i was just looking you know, at that simony or not you not you i i don't yo, yo simony not you simony yeah, again i don't know yeah. maybe you slipped and said you send me he says thank you just like soren and california screaming it's the little things yeah and hey. he said a he sent a link if you want to go check out the pronunciation of Yosemite. We used to just call it Yosemite just for fun. For fun, yeah. Because yeah. that's how it's spelled, right? Yes, it is. That yeah. is how it is spelled. Or whatever. All right, so that goes in the answered mail column. Uh, we got one from Bobby R. Or, Bo- I'm sorry, Bobby in uh, from Bobby World. Uh, Shaft discussed in episode Let the Memories Begin that guests were welcomed with Mickey hands 
as part of the Helping Hands promo. While, I, while as a cast member at the Magic Kingdom during the What Will You Celebrate promo, we always would use the air quoting hands during rope drop during the day for high fives or fours good and mm-hmm. goodbyes. The other character hands available would be Mickey, Minis with a bow in the hand, Stitches, and Buzz Lightyear gloves, etc. Bobby of Bobby's World. Just wanted to clarify the old helping hand. <laughs> I thought we already read that one because I already put. I, I was just looking at that and I put it in the red file because yeah, we did talk about that a little bit. Well, if you talked about it last ago. week, I, no, this was a couple weeks ago, and it only I, came I, like I, seven days ago, so it couldn't no. have been. Yes, it well, came. You, it came six days ago. You brought it up about something I think when you were in Florida, or and I saw it in Florida, and then when I was talking to someone a couple weeks ago, they mentioned. That Florida has been, I thought I thought it was in a letter. Maybe it was somebody at work that mentioned Florida's been doing it for a couple of years. We've only been doing it at Disneyland for uh, just this, I, since the start of the summer. I, I think it's been more a couple because I've been going for, well, maybe it was that. Five that was, years you guys, doing it. Maybe it was you guys that were mentioning that it's been going on for a few years over in Florida. So, oh. all right. Uh, attention, MiceCast. Two people plan on going to Walt Disney World in January 2011. Knowing it will be about 40 degrees in Orlando, what type of attire would we wear while in the park? Common sense tells me glove, thermals, pants, and a hoodie. But is that what everybody else is wearing in the park? Question mark. Also, what about when it rains in the park? What does everyone wear while it's <laughs> raining? Do rides still work? The best. Disney podcasts are Meandering Mouse and MiceCast. Did you catch Jeff's latest episode about Duffy Bear? Didn't even know what a Duffy was until I went and found the pictures. I could give a shit about Duffy Bear, and I saw him in the paper, and I could care less. But <laughs> I have never been in January. I have Wait. had friends that went in January, and they froze their little patookies off because they were stupid enough to think Orlando is always hot and muggy, not thinking that, hey... What happens when the orange crops freeze? That's when your orange prices went up every year, year after year after year. Uh, but no, people do not wear gloves, thermals, pants, and hoodies. It's not that freaking cold unless you're from Jamaica or something. Where it's <laughs> Jamaica, Jamaica, nice. It's, it's really going to feel cold. I mean, we were there in December once with a Canadian, and the Canadian says mm, it could be warmer. warmer. Yes. And I think he was wearing shorts that night. You can easily get away with, in my opinion, jeans, maybe a sweatshirt, maybe a shirt and a jacket. Unless you're really prone to just being cold. I know my wife would be far more bundled up, but she wasn't there with us on that trip. And almost everything works. Almost everything works when it rains. You put a, you know, either those stupid uh, ponchos on carry uh, a small umbrella things just go on as normal pretty much i gotta say one thing you gotta remember about florida it rains a lot summer winter autumn spring it rains a lot high racing high rain season is actually the summer right you used to have that chart i don't think january is a high rain season at all let me check real quick but in any case uh walt disney world was designed with that in mind, so uh, design with they, what they, mind to with rain okay down. So uh, good example: teacups. Teacups at Disneyland has to close down in the rain because once it gets wet, the uh, belts and the brakes that make it work get wet, and it doesn't work. To, it doesn't stop too well. Uh, Florida teacups are undercover. 
So well, I would guess the main reason for uh, teacups closing down at Disneyland is because the guests don't want to be soaked. Oh, no, there's people that come in and complain about the teacups not being closed down. It's a safety issue. That's a minority, I'm sure. I mean, come on. Who wants to really go out there and get drenched? In well, on I, don't know. I, I remember three idiots that went there when the when the, when the the uh, was raining so hard that Disneyland even closed down earlier for that day. And the one guy ended up. Yeah, no one else is in the park. Those yeah, times. and so we were, and so uh, these three guys uh, were going on all the rides, regardless of whether they were indoors or outdoors, and just getting drenched. That's my point. Those were idiots, and the average person doesn't do that. Yeah, I, I seem to remember uh, one guy was Mark, one was Greg, and one was me. Like I like I said, the average person, I, you know, you can keep going down your asinine route, but it's not uh, helping your argument. Okay. Um, Wait a the, second. There's what? something I have to add to that. Oh, okay. Weather in January. Gosh. Yes, that's what I was getting okay. to. 2.25 inches of rainfall. It's one of their lowest rainfall seasons is in January. All right. And the, the high temps are in the 70s, um, lows. Oh, I'm sorry. That was Celsius. It wasn't a low. Uh, the highs are in the seven, like low 70s, like 73. Uh, it's also the, one of their lowest. Uh, see, I'm looking at the chart in a book I'm no longer, or not a book, but a um, thing I'm no longer um, shilling for because I never make any money off of it. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, those those uh, porters. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. It's a good book. It's got a lot of great info, but uh, I'm not going to give too many more shout outs to uh, they weren't always real friendly to me either, so <laughs> I don't know. You know, I tried to warm up to them. They just, I don't know. They seemed to be in the little Disney World Mafia crowd, and they just didn't really want to, you know, mm. connect with outsiders. But it actually doesn't look like it's going to be a big rain. Like I said, summer's a rain season. June, July, August, oh, September, huge rains. And December, in fact, when I was there in December, I don't, God, I'm sure it must have rained. I don't remember it raining a lot. Uh, it was just, it was, it was cool. I gotta say it was cold, and the Canadian says it could be warmer. But in general, um, it, it was a nice time to go. All right. Well, which are you I, guys getting uh, much rain right now? I'm not getting any rain right now. It's been raining pretty good for the last couple hours around here. Hmm. The uh, according to uh, WeatherChannel.com, it's uh, remnants of a uh, typhoon out over the Pacific that kind of just blew apart and we're getting what's left of it over here yeah, we're, according to channel 7 news earlier today it's remnants of what hit China uh, but anyways no it is that a, what I just said no you said out in the a Pacific uh, somewhere Pacific, Pacific typhoon somewhere. yeah but you didn't say that it could have been a different typhoon uh, no it's been a heavy drizzle ever since I left my grandmother's in downtown uh, but it's not been it's, it's not been heavy in fact it's almost exactly what Erda Peters, or whatever her name is on Channel 7, said, just a heavy drizzle. Um, you know, it almost feels like real rain. It's just a real heavy, continuous uh, dribble. Dribble, dribble, whatever. Okay, well, we've been to Florida in December. Weather's crazy, right? We've had hot 80-degree days in December in Florida. My one trip to Florida in January was friggin' cold at night. And all I had brought with me was a raincoat. Is that when you went with the cast member yes. thing? Okay. Yes. So, uh, yeah, it gets cold at night. It was it was pleasant during the day, you know, jeans and T-shirt. Exactly. I, would, I wouldn't say but shorts and T-shirt. Yeah. But at night, 
yeah, uh, I had my Walt Disney Studios hoodie and a raincoat. That's all I had really to keep me warm. So layering up at night and trying not to get wet. But I don't ever remember it raining. I just remember it being kind of uh, overcast in the mornings usually. Yeah, I mean, I I think we wore shorts around during the day. It was cold, but, you know, I'm pretty much a shorts-only guy now anyways, but what's happened when you don't work. Uh, eat cold, warm, you know, it doesn't really matter. It's, uh, but at night, it was a bit chilly for, for shorts, I'd say. At that, you know, those little whiffs of wind blow up the shorts, and you'd be like, ooh. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so you don't need long johns. Uh, no. <laughs> but, no, uh, no. Um, you know, if the December weather is any indication, uh, pack a pair of shorts just in case. Um, and layers, you know, a sweater and maybe a windbreaker on top of that. And that should be enough to keep you happy. And, more, and, Yeah, more than happy. Like I say, unless you're, you're really, from some tropic region and where... Yeah, you're cold you easy, know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not uh, not that bad at all. Well, so there's that answer. Uh, kind of an odd one. Oh, you know, I did get something over at my other one that I wanted to read because it, it continues on our um, uh, Tokyo thing that we were talking about. And Carl uh, wrote me again. This is the, the electrical engineer dude, the real smart guy. Mm-hmm. What? That one, that one, you could fall, put all three of us together, and we'd still be, you know, a few hundred points away from his IQ. I think. <laughs> yeah. What What is this link you're sending me to Indra Peterson? Oh, I just, I thought you might want to look at her. She was the hot weather girl this weekend. Hey, on the, yeah. Have you noticed? The, have you noticed that all the major yeah, networks use her. use a hot chick now for weather? That yeah, all the you noticed something else should. though. What? Uh, she actually has a degree in meteorology. She's a meteorologist. She's a member of the Meteorological Society. Same as Dallas Rains, who has his degree in meteorology. I like. I never. I never look past her face and body. I'll that, be quite that, honest. I like the fact that ABC Television here in LA has two meteorologists on their weather. It's they're not just people reading. Okay. Uh, National. Uh, yeah, you're, you're just an yeah. ABC shill. Yeah, I'm straight. That's who pays my. Uh... <laughs> I was just impressed. She she actually did a good weather report, but she was also very pleasant on the eyes. Yeah, the all of them. So all of them she, do it. She's a she's also a real meteorologist. I, so. I could I don't give a flying fuck. She was just good looking <laughs> yeah. and read the right. weather. Really Seriously, well. they all all ABC, CBS, NBC, their morning weather person. Yes, is a hottie. Well, that kind of started with Channel Eleven. I can't remember her name right now. Um, Not Barbary. Uh, no, no, yeah, actually, maybe it is her. And she used to have her own like guy show, kind of a uh, yeah. guy show on some cable channel and all that. Yeah, you know what I'm talking. She's getting a little old now, though. Yeah, exactly. All right, moving on. Okay, he says I'm back in Tokyo on a 3.5 hour layover from from Taiwan, going back to the states. I was listening to your latest MiceCast podcast as I traveled. I must say I was drawn to your podcast because it's covered Disneyland opposed to Walt Disney World, and I like the concept of Imagineering my way. I just like DL more than Walt Disney World, although I'm a big fan of the Anna, uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge. Doobie of Laughing Place is a good guy who has been supportive of the NNFC. I think his wife is one of the board or and or president. The current podcast is more of a roundtable, and it works well. This is kind of going back when we bagged on or explaining to that one girl, I think, why mm. uh, we, we had bagged on them in the past. Um, 
I first met Doobie electronically back in the, the Rec Art Disney forums back in the late 1990s. Rec Art Disney was unmonitored and became such a zoo with non-Disney rants, often on gays and religion, that Doobie started a monitored forum called Laughing Place. You may remember I wrote to you about Michael Eisner, or sorry, Michael Jackson and Elvis about a year ago, and I left out an important qualifier, the word not. Because <laughs> I am not a Michael Jackson or Elvis fan. I got a lot of ribbing from a friend of mine in the local NFFC, or is that Disney and a Fan Club chapter, after you read that. I went back and read what I wrote, and I found that I did indeed leave the knot out. Anyways, I know you are... Shut up, dog. I know... <laughs> Anyways, I know that you, uh, what a big fan you are of Captain EO, and he put a little smiley face. And on Saturday, I was at Tokyo Disneyland, and I went past Captain EO and thought of you. I took the picture, which is attached showing that all the fast passes were sold out and there was a two-hour wait in standby. Can you imagine waiting two hours for EO, he says. And I, and I can't. I know. Tokyo Disneyland is insane, all caps, on Saturday morning. I had some work email to take care of, and when I woke up, still Friday in the States, I got to the park only 10 minutes before opening. It took 20 minutes after the opening to get through the gates, and by the time I got to a monster's ride and go seek, oh, oh I can't think it's called a monster's ride and go seek, fast passes uh, had were come back at 4.15, and the standby wait was nearly two hours. Or it was, oh, I'm sorry, it was already over two hours. I thought I could beat the fast pass returns for Pooh's Honey, uh, honey Hunt. They started 45 minutes after park opening, but I was wrong and ended up waiting two hours for it. Later in the day, the wait ballooned to about three hours. For what right now? The Pooh's Honey Hut. Oh, gosh. I thought the day was going to be a bust, and I went on attractions like the Country Bears and Tiki Room. Uh, he's in quotations on the Tiki, he's, or not quotations, uh, uh, brackets. He's saying, with a horrible stitch makeover a la what they did to Walt Disney World. Oh, that's got to stink. Um, it was raining, and the crowd started to ease up in the afternoon around 3 p.m. I was able to go on a surprising number of attractions in the evening. Late in the day, Small World was a walk-on. It had been 40 minutes earlier in the day, so I went on. I took the attached warning picture that was on the front, was on the back of the seat in front of me that made me laugh. And it shows, shows like a... Uh, uh, elevation of a boat. You see, you know, like a tall person, a short person sitting side by side. Mm -hmm. Then the picture next to it with the circle and the red line through it shows the kind of taller person kind of standing up and leaning like he's going to fall out and the shorter person kind of his arms flailing over the other side. Yeah, it, like no dancing or something, right? Yeah, exactly. It's kind of funny, <laughs> kind of funny in that way. And he had some attached pictures. Um, so I'll forward this over to you guys because the pictures are kind of interesting and funny. Uh, so I, we continue to get... Um, you know, feedback and report about Tokyo, and we have yet to get there ourselves. But we have, I'd say we've got pretty varied uh, people from varied walks of life and varied opinions, and not everybody is the show like two of the people we know. Which I got a text message saying, why are you guys dancing around that? That's usually not what you do. I find it funny. And then he named the two people we were dancing around. Okay. <laughs> so that that was that was pretty, pretty funny. Okay, Richard, uh, I... And Mike, I've sent it both to your emails. All right. So, anyways, there, there's there's what I've got as far as I know. Um, so, 
All right, so moving on, Richard. Went Richard to talk about, about electronica. Electronica, yeah. Oh, I went to electric. Uh, well, Mike went in there for a couple hours yesterday. I went in and we stayed until uh, nighttime. Uh, mostly, I wanted to see uh, what uh, Space Mountain looked like at night because they said they had newer projectors on it. it. Looked a little cleaner than it did last year. Yeah, the I, projections I on the uh, mountain. Didn't um, look any different to me, but. Well, I, I, I just, it, it, I don't know, want to say brighter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Right. Anyways, but part of it, I uh, wanted to go take a look at the uh, Electronica, the Tron stuff that's going on over at California Adventure at the uh, uh, Hollywood Backlot. It was interesting. Um, it, had all, it was just like, for the most part, just a different version of Glowfest. had the heavy uh, music going on, the go-go dancers and their... Uh, little uh tron suits uh the ones in the black suits didn't look too bad but the ones that were dressed in white were almost skin tight at least okay. the two dancers okay. we saw where's the was problem it? it sounds like you have a problem with that yeah, was no, it was i don't have a problem the comment from my wife was it was very las vegas out there it was very adult it wasn't well, like so did, did you guys not go in and see uh Glowfest? i missed Glowfest. i did so, not see Glowfest. Okay. oh no i haven't seen the new one yet but it was very Clubbish. Um, yeah. I don't know if I'd say Vegas because the colors were not what you'd find in Vegas, but it was very glowy, if you will. Yeah. But the music was like club music where you can hardly tell the song changes, uh, that kind of crap. Right. Yeah. The same exact type of deal. Okay. Now, did it? You, what you've kind of totally ignored. Almost. Where? Where do, exactly does it start? Give us the rundown. You just kind of said okay. it's there, it's, but I, it's, you know. It's, it all takes place in the Hollywood back lot. As you enter into, you go underneath the monorail bridge, and you see this big stage for the Sun Plaza, where the fountain used to be. It's half dismantled now. But you have this big stage up there. They have a uh, jumbotron screen above it, and they have sets. And there, I think there's two shows. The first one starts like about 6.30 when they start it, and then there's another one later on where they have dancers coming on. And it starts off referring to the original Tron, and then it shows the new stuff coming in with the new Tron. And then you go into the gates of the Hollywood back lot. As you go in, they have this uh, prop that's hanging down from the gates. And I didn't. See, I thought it was supposed to light up, but I did not see it light yes. up that oh, night. Back, it's supposed back. to look like the uh, thing that digitizes. Okay, back up, back up a little bit. First, you, okay. you were talking about neutrons. Um I take it you meant the Neutron Legacy feature, not Neutron. The, the, you are the okay. Neutron. Right. Okay, but okay, back up a little more. So um, you mentioned the stage, which was actually the end of Glowfest, because when Glowfest started, it was all in the Hollywood backlot street. So where they had the Bollywood dancers in front of the the, uh, the fountain, they, they've right. got another stage there, and they've got they the got big drum stage there now. And they've got the, the Jumbotron, right? They got this big jumbotron, and okay. throughout the now, day. Okay, go go ahead. I say, I, throughout the day, during the daylight hours, it says uh, electronica, and it has a countdown timer of when it starts up at night. I think it's six thirty is when it starts at night, but it has this count, countdown timer. So as you pass by it throughout the daylight hours, it's continuously counting down to when it starts up over in Hollywood, oh, okay. and then okay. they use that for imagery when they're uh, doing the little show and dance fest out there. Okay, where you lost me when you were talking about neutrons was do you immediately <laughs> when New you, space tron. 
Okay. When you see this stage at the old water fountain, um, do you immediately go left into downtown or to the Hollywood backlot? The way you said the new gates, which sounded to me like you were going back through the uh, Bugs Land. No, I didn't. I didn't say new gates. I said when you go through the Hollywood Gate. Okay, I thought you said the the new Hollywood Gate. Oh, so so when no, you when they, so when you're you right on Hollywood Street. It's now all the way down Hollywood Street. Hollywood Street. They got all these go-go's set right. up. Right. As as you go through the gate, they have this new little item that's hanging down. That's a prop that looks like the digitizer from the movie that zapped Jeff Bridges into the digital world. Okay, and, and, and by gate, you you're talking about the the actual the not the gate, but the the uh, kind of. Um, Pass through or the 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 monument because there's the, no, there's yeah no they had the gate. elephants up on there it says Hollywood backlot now it yeah. says Hollywood uh, and where the backlot sign is they got the signage up there that says Electronica okay okay because I didn't think there was a gate that's where you had me confused you said gate there's no gate there there's a gate in the back side by Tower of Terror so okay well, now, now now I'm clear okay, the arch thank you is that good yeah it's more architecturally you know poignant uh, correct. All right, moving on. moving on. So we're we're now on the street. You're now on the street. So as you walk down, they have uh, once again they've erected these uh, the uh, large uh, uh, oh what is it the sca- I want to say scaffolding that's not the right word uh, where they attach all the lights and everything on that are crisscrossing over the street, just like in um, the rigging. They've erected all this large rigging that has all the uh, show lighting going up and down around the streets. And, <laughs> yes, yes, I said erect it. Um, and they have a lot of, bla- the, what's kind of cool is they have a lot of black light al- uh, attached to this. So everything's glowing as you're going in there. I'm guessing they did the same thing with Glowfest. <clears throat> and as you walk down, now they still got the construction wall up. Uh, for the street work that's being done in front of the Hyperion Theater. Uh, so the construction wall is up just the other side of the entrance of the animation building, and right there where that fence line is, they got this big screen up that has uh, that's using projections that they're using a lot for, uh, uh, again, more images that are coming from some of the movie. I think some of this stuff was designed specifically uh, for this particular show, but it's all Tron oriented, of course. So it's on uh, the cy- light cycles going across. It's on the cyclorama. Pardon? It's on the what is it? The cyclorama that's at the end of the street. No, no, it's uh, you know where the construction wall is. That's just past the entrance of animation. It goes across from the animation building over to uh, what is that? Where the schmoozies and everything are. Oh, okay, that's that's so when that's been. As you said, erected since I was there last, because at, at the um, at the Glowfest they were projecting stuff up on uh, the Hyperion and the the cyclo, cyclorama. What in cyclotron? Well, I, I was going to say mine here, but there's, that's, there's, where they, that's where they were projecting. Yeah, the, well, the Hyperion is still under scaffold, or I think it's still under scaffolding and uh, cover right now while they're repainting the building. But they are projecting images also on the buildings on the uh, uh, what is it the Kids show, what is it now called? I want to say it was it used to be the yeah the soap yeah the soap opera oh. place. Yeah, they're projecting images on that. They're projecting images on uh, 
the animation building. They're projecting images on the award winners building. And they got like light cycles that are racing through. They got these different cityscape scenes with the, uh, uh, the, uh, what was it called? The fly, that I want to say it's the flying M, um, uh, that, that goes through there. And then as you, at the end of the, right in front of the animation, building right in front of the entrance of the animation building they have a bar located there so you can go get your adult beverages and as you make a left to go turn into uh the back lot area which is where uh, uh muppet vision the old and where uh, monsters inc and everything uh are located you're going through another one of these big flying machines what are they called uh recognizers you're going through another recognizer and as you go through that it's lit up a little bit it has a spotlight that hangs underneath it so as it's going through it looks like it's searching around at you as you go underneath it and you enter into the main area where they have a lot of the stuff going they got these raised platforms where they have dancers up on them uh, right in the center they have a, uh, a somewhat large platform where the DJ sits or stands, whatever you want to say, and they have all this different stuff going on. They got some people dancing out there, just a lot of socializing, a lot of clubbing going on. Uh, they have another uh, bar, full-service bar, sitting over there at the Coca-Cola drive through place right next to Mo Monsters, Inc. They have a, what used to be the uh, catering truck that sold snacks over in front of uh, Hollywood Dine. They have that all set up for Tron and repainted where they got nachos and stuff you can buy there. Uh, and then as you reach down near the end of the street where Hollywood and Dine used to be, where the water tower is, they, uh, they have, the building is set up, it has Flynn's, they got some brickwork on the front uh, that says Flynn's, looks like the same signage that's in the movie for the arcade. You step inside there, and they have the place looking like Flynn's Arcade inside. They put up the, the uh, walls and everything inside there, and it looks like a real set piece. When I, I watched as they installed this thing, and I swear I'm wondering if some of this might have actually come from some of the uh, set from the movie uh, from Burbank, because you go around it, and very good-looking set. Uh, you stand in the back, it looks like any other set that you've stood in back of that was used up in Burbank. And it's just set up into the inside the uh, soundstage, which is uh, where Hollywood and Dine used to be. Go in there, all the arcade games are working. The one disappointing thing is there's only one Tron game. So you're waiting your time for that. How long was that line? I have no idea. I just went in there to just take a look and see what it looked around. I was uh, shooting some stuff in there, uh, shooting some video in there, and then uh, talked to a couple people, ran into a couple friends, talked to them, and then walked out. <clears throat> but all of the games seem to have a line, and they're all your classic games. You got Centipede in there, you had Dig Dug, you had uh, Missile Attack. Did you play any? Classic. No, I didn't, didn't play any in there. Why not? Uh, didn't have a desire to. Didn't have a desire to go find where to get because they all they all take tokens. So I didn't want to go find where I had to go get tokens from, uh, and um, didn't want to uh, stand in line for any of this type of stuff. They had their uh, air hockey in there. It was it, you know it was kind of crowded, but on the front of the building, they have a lot more 
projections. At one point, what they do is they project an image on uh, the building. It makes it, like I said, the doorway has the brickwork, has the signage that says Flynn's, and they put a projection that makes it look like it's the rest of the building. Oh, that's Almost cool. like you're looking at a mat. And then that will pull back, and then they'll have a light cycle go through there, and they'll do different little doodads with that. But it looked very cool. Then, of course, the big thing is over at Muppet Vision, Muppet Vision's been closed, and they have a Tron le uh, Legacy preview in there. So you go get in the line, which they only have you go through the exit and then come back out. You're not going through the whole Muppet Vision thing. Get your 3D glasses. You go in there, and it's about a 13- or 14-minute presentation that you go in using the 3D glasses, and they use some of the effects from the... Uh, that the theater has. So it's going to be a little disappointing seeing some of this stuff <laughs> when you see it in the theater. Uh, when Flynn's son first gets brought into the digital world and he's first picked up by a, a recognizer, uh, the thing comes down and lands. They got the fans turning on, so you're feeling the wash as this thing lands right next to him and the guys come out and you got, as the lights are flashing by and they're... Uh, they're, they got their little uh, light, you know, like cattle prods that they use to move people along. When that thing flares up, you get a little light on the side that flashes off on the uh, side of the theater. So they're using the effects of the theater as well. And that that was pretty interesting seeing seeing that it it uh, for the most part you see the first few minutes what he gets thrown into. The computer environment and then they finish it off for the most part uh with one of the trailers that we've already seen from the movie and then you exit and go back out in the world so okay. it, it's fun it's fun and entertaining the one thing my wife said it, she just felt very vegasy in there very very club scene with the heavy music and the alcohol free-flowing i gotta admit uh when we were walking through where the dj is and everything uh, there were a number of uh, beers that had been spilled because you can see the puddles there that were still standing around there, just standing sure beer. beer? You smell it? Oh, yeah, you could smell it. It was beer. So, uh, might be beer enriched urine. <laughs> beer enriched uh, urine. Yeah, now let's 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 okay, be clear. Well, it's the 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 alcohol is not free flowing. It is no, purchased. It, it, it's still a, it's still a cash bar and everything, but it is it is hard hard liquor. It's not just. Uh, it's not just beer and wine. Uh, they have regular mixed drinks and everything else in there. The big one that they have is the frozen margaritas, it looks like, because they got the machines out there. And, boy, I was watching them during the daylight hours when they were setting up the uh, bar where the uh, Coca-Cola stand is over there on the far corner by Monsters, Inc. And just gallon jug after gallon jug I, I think I counted, it must have counted like 30 or 40 of these of margarita mix that they had in the cooler sitting off on the back that they were getting ready for the night so alright, so the the um, the complaint or the assertion that just like Vegas it sounds like it comes from not realizing that that was intentional well that's intentional and I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's a complaint, it's just an observation that um well, so let's let's be realistic, and this isn't a slight on you at all, Richard. I know I pick on you a lot, but you guys aren't exactly, and I'm not really either, uh, the club scene people. So we're not, not the really target, the, demo, the demographic they're they're going after. And the exactly. other thing, I, I the other question I had you you 
you kind of toss something out like it was general knowledge, and I'm wanting to make sure I'm not confused here. Is Muppets closed for good? I'm on my knees praying. Or is it just in <laughs> rehab and they are using the theater while it's in rehab, though that doesn't make sense to do the Tron thing? None of the above. Muppet Vision is operating. I'm glad you asked that question because that was a question that a lot of a lot of people, including myself, are asking when we're going to do this Tron thing. Muppet Vision is in full operation until 6 o'clock. The uh, last show is the 5.30 show at Muppet Vision. Then they shut the theater down and reset it, and by 6.30, they're showing the Tron previews going on in there. So Muppet Vision's still running, and and it's it's still you go through the regular go through the front lobby you have the holding area blah blah then you go in they got the full show and then you come out the exit then when they do the tron they just close off the lobby they don't they don't use that at all uh for tron you just come in they they set up a queue at the exit you go through the queue at the exit and you're waiting there people come out of the theater in front of you and then as soon as they clear the theater you go right in through the exit sit watch the movie and then when you're done you come back out of the theater at the exit and the next people go in as soon as you clear so muppet vision is still running so get off your knees but 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 you're right greg um and this was something i made a comment with back during the summer uh with Glowfest, and i wish i had a chance to see that but you're right um i I would definitely declare I'm not the the uh, demographics that they were looking for on this type of deal. Uh, they they are trying to expand it, trying to get the twenty somethings and the thirty somethings, trying to get the I, I, I think especially the uh, folks that might come in with no kids that they're trying to get into it, trying to make it more than just the quote playset people come with their kids type routine they're trying to expand it expand it out into that and that would definitely not be in my uh, demographic range oh wait wait you're saying they oh wait they they want to go beyond people bringing their kids well i think i think okay the three of us we all have kids we we're, we've always been big disney fans we're going to be going to this place we're going to be going to the disneyland california adventure you know all in all, uh, when we were younger, we were still Disney fans back then. We'd still be going into Disneyland. I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to expand that beyond just the Disney fans to bring others in there that might not be the big Disney fans, but they might want to see something new and something different. And this might be their way of pulling them in and then say, see, it really is something that you can come and watch and have fun with. Mm. Um, they're, they're promoting a Disney movie in a Disney park. And they're adding alcohol. I don't see that bringing in the non-Disney <laughs> fans. I don't know. I don't know. That 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 was what someone was was trying to tell me is is just you know, yeah, you're not the right type of person that would be going to this type of thing. Well, I didn't go to this type of and, thing. And are, are they marketing to those people in those kind of? I think so because it's all you know? it, they uh, you know they they announced that it's you know some DJ is going to be energizing electronic tonight you know. And, so if you're into that scene, I, I think that's yeah. If you, if you know I who all the DJs is, are, sure. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just an expansion of their marketing effort. I think that you know, they're they're going to get certain people, us, almost no matter what. Um, they're going to get others uh, from your uh, Comic Con and Sci Fi fans. Uh, are going to be going in. I think that this is just one more way of trying to expand the, uh, 
expand the viewing to uh, get people uh, kind of jazzed up. I don't, up I don't think Comic-Con and, uh, and sci-fi fans are coming in for a drunken uh, disco no, I'm party. No, I'm saying, I'm saying they're going to get those people to come see the movie regardless of this. I think they're trying to expand to your disco and clubbing crowd to say, hey, this is still worth coming to <laughs> He <see."> said disco. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're, they're trying to get I, the know, jackass crowd to come It's in. possible. <laughs> let's, let's say the big club was um, Joe and Bob's in Garden Grove. I'm just, you know, I have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm going to say, you know, Joe and Bob's in Garden Grove, that is the hip place where all the young all the young studs and sluts are going, right? And DJ DJ Jones is good. At, you know he's a regular there, and he just draws him in. But hey, hey kids, tomorrow I'm gonna be at Disneyland. Um, do you think they're gonna go pay sixty five bucks or whatever just to go in to see the guy they see every night for a cover charge of 10, say, 10, 20, 15, 20, yeah. 10, 50 bucks? I mean, I understand what you're saying, well, Richard, and yeah. it is probably true. That is probably what they're trying to do. I think maybe I'm not really I'm, really I'm sure, say- but. You know, uh, yes. maybe I'm, you know, I'm, again, I'm not the target demographic either. Though when I was there at Glowfest, I saw, of course, people my age, a little younger, having a lot of fun. I mean, there were families out there kind of, I don't want to say line dancing, that's the wrong thing, but kind of uh, mimic dancing each other with uh, some of the Glowfest people. And they were all, all seemed to have a good time. And you're right, it's nice. The alcohol's out and all that. Um, I'm going to say yes. People, those those people are going to come in because they're going to say, "Well, yeah, it's you're going to be spending seventy five bucks or what going to Disneyland." But at least we're going to Disneyland. But we're going to this is a reason we're going to go to Disneyland because we're going to see this guy. But we're going to have the rides and everything to go around in the min- meantime. Yeah, I'm going to say that's that's th- that. You that think that you think that would better. work? I think it will work because it worked with us in the past when they had uh, different show aspects, and we said, "Oh yeah, let's go to let's go." You know, this is yeah, but you know, back then Disneyland cost like twenty bucks. I know it was not a big deal, and and it's Uh, not back then. Twenty bucks was a little bit bigger deal to us back Uh, then. Not not not. uh, That's like two hours of work versus you know almost a day's work now to go to Disneyland. When you were making less than four dollars an hour. You gotta remember back then when we were going to Disneyland, we were making less than we were making like three sixty-five an hour. Well, what? 20, it wasn't twenty and, bucks yet. Uh, then and Treasury also, and some of those, yeah, it was. It was twenty-five bucks. No, it wasn't. Yeah, you get some of those tickets. They were twenty, twenty-five. And, bucks. And, okay, and what specialty things went on that drew us in there? Since you're using me as part of this uh, escape clause of yours for this argument. No, I'm just, I'm just saying. We would probably want to go anyways. This was just an added excuse that this was the good day to go win. Uh, I don't know. I I'm don't taking know. a look right. at the picture okay. you sent me of Captain Neo from uh, Japan. Tokyo. I, Tokyo. I just cannot picture a 120-minute standby time for Captain Neo. I'm sorry. Uh, no, that, that movie cycles, what, every 15 minutes? 17 yeah. minutes, something like that? That's insane. So, all right, so... Richard. Yes. Your opinion is electronic is not targeted at you. Was it done well? I my opinion is yeah, it looked pretty Did you have fun? I had fun with it. And the most I'm fun you have is by watching the the preview in Muppets, right? Cuz you didn't play any of the I didn't play any of the games. Um I did not partake partake in any of the uh, beverages out there. I, I probably would have liked to have. Um, and I didn't hang around too much. Um, 
mine was just for the moment at that particular time curiosity uh i wanted to see what some of it was looked like i was with the spouse uh she's definitely not into that type of scene she doesn't she didn't you know she thought it looked neat but okay been her opinion has been there done that and at the same token <laughs> really uh, i don't remember you guys ever being clubbers yeah no we we never have been clubbers that's what i'm saying uh her her whole idea of clubbing is she'll walk in uh, it, it's it's the uh it's the uh, vacation version of uh, the Grand Canyon. You go uh-huh, up there, uh-huh. <laughs> take two knots, and say, okay, let's go. That's, okay. that's her clubby. You go, take it, go inside, take a look around, go, yep, okay, ready to go to the next, you know, go home. It, that's it. Um, but, uh, and at the same to- token, uh, we had the uh, kids were on the loose over in Disneyland, so we were getting ready to head back to Disneyland to meet up with them. So, um, you know, I, for the time I spent there, had fun. Uh, I, w- I would admit that I, I'm looking forward to going and spending a little bit more time there, maybe exploring it a little bit more and uh, seeing what some of it, uh, uh, seeing what I might have missed out there. You know, I, I, what I took a look at was very cursory. I, I was shooting some video that night, so I was studying a little bit more on the shots I was taking rather than taking in the uh, ambiance of the whole scene. Um, so I'm sure I missed uh, quite a few things out there, and I'd like to see what I missed. But, you know, it, it looked very cool. It looked very neat. Makes It jazzes me up to looking forward to the film, too. Okay. Well, I'm going on Thursday. I'll give a, a balanced, maybe, <laughs> maybe, a counter, maybe a counterpoint to... Yeah, I think we're going tomorrow, but uh, we won't be staying late because I got school, so I guess we won't well, see. Well, Electronica is not, only runs Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, well, there you go. So I won't be seeing it anyways. So how are you going to see it on Thursday? Ah. <laughs> There's the question. Yes. Um, the Disney Park blog is uh, has having a, a meetup. Did, res- did you respond in time so you can go do that or something? Yes, I did. Good for you. Well, it wasn't too hard because they're... Government it, hacks. You know, hey, you sit on the computer all day, right? No. Actually, I missed the announcement by two hours. Oh. But... Since they're ringing, allowing fifteen hundred people, oh, plus one guest, so three thousand people are going to be descending upon Electronic on Thursday night. Um, you know, they didn't run out of spots in two minutes like they usually do for those things. Nice. So, so I'm gonna go see it, and I'll. I'll uh, Good for you. Yeah, you, you let us know. We'll see how far off. I'll, I, on the other hand, will play the games. And participate in yeah, the debauchery. Twenty-five cents. Come on. <laughs> I don't know if they're twenty-five cents. I, they I are got twenty-five the cents. They're, they were. They are, it says twenty-five. They cents, are sir? twenty-five cents. And, and, and will you participate in all the debauchery that is going on there? I don't know. We'll don't see. Know. Okay. <laughs> I will see that. You know, I will see the thirteen-minute thing. You know, the 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 extended. You know, preview there or pre-extended trailer they're going to have for the and, movie. And you'll, you'll look at the jumbotron and the, the yes. neutron and all that. Neutron. <laughs> hey, don't get me started on that. I'm de- I'm dealing with chemistry with my daughter now, so. But neutron. Neutron's not chemistry. That's not a chemistry term. That's a physics term. Uh, chemistry term. You're dealing with uh, neutrons, protons, electrons because you're dealing with the base elements of 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 uh, the base particles of elements. Oh, I guess you're right. Periodic table. 
okay. periodic table, you're dealing with electron shells and all that fun crap. So. Okay, fine. Okay. Thank you. All right. So, is there anything else we want to talk about? You know, we're on the one third, two third kind of a thing here. Two thirds non Disney, one third Disney. Do we yeah, want for all those that hate it when we go off topic? Do we want, uh, yeah. Hey, Pittsburgh Steelers five and one. They'll be in Monday Night Football next week against the Saints. Saints got embarrassed today. Yeah. Oh, nobody got embarrassed as bad as uh, Denver. Denver. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the newscast tonight? Don't don't be a, don't be a upset if your uh, children misspell Denver this next week because there's no D in Denver. <laughs> Uh, what, what was the score? I didn't. Fifty-nine to nothing. Oh my no, god! No, no, fifty-nine to fourteen. Fifty-nine. Oh, that's 14. right. Fifty-nine to fourteen. Yeah, Who it did was play? the Raiders. Raiders. <laughs> oh, uh, kind of one of the worst teams, right? Yeah, I was gonna say of all the teams to lose that. So way. now they're now they're firmly in, the Raiders are firmly in second place at three and four. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. <laughs> So, yeah. uh, that. Well, I thought Brett Favre was actually going to be knocked out of the game tonight. He he was limping and hurting and managed to make it all the way to the end for what they considered his last game at that field. So, oh, who knows were, with him? Yeah, there were some people holding up signs about, you know, we don't care what jerseys he's wearing, respect our, you know, hero or whatever, you know. So there was still a lot of love for him um, there. Well, he got ran out of town. I don't, you know. He didn't want to take the big money to sit around and just be a uh, Marty Scalar. You know, he wanted more, so didn't want to be the ambassador. Oh yeah, to the, and, and the he went. Heads. And he went to and he went to the Jets and got went caught up. Jets and yeah. got caught up in that the, their culture of sexually harassing the female reporters. Sure, <laughs> in sure. the one year he was there, <laughs> and, then, and then he's been gone. This is his second season away from them, right? And now it's coming up. Oh, he sent pictures of his privates too. <laughs> female reporters. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I guess uh, Rothlinberger's in good company. There. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, you know, you notice how quiet the news has been around him. He's he's kept his mouth shut and his, his wick dry, I guess. Yeah. Because, uh, what, well, what was it one of the guys was saying on the radio a couple nights ago? They're just waiting for uh, – there, there is no scandal – with Brett Favre until he crashes the car out in the middle of the night and there's footballs. There's the, the windows are knocked out by footballs that were being thrown at it. Trying to tie that back to the Tiger yeah, Woods. Thing. They yeah, they said it okay. a bit far yeah, better that, than that. I, I'm sure they did. Uh, I, I still still will maintain that if Roethlisberger can keep his wick dry. Roethlisberger. Yeah, that Roethlisberger. Guy. Roethlisberger. Come on. And uh, stay off his motorcycle, then he <laughs> will be one of the best that ever played. I mean, the records he's and, and you know numbers he's already put up in what five six years. Uh, if he can stay healthy, I mean, the guy's like six five two thirty yeah, two forty. Yeah. He's huge. He can move. He can you know do it all. Um, though they got really lucky on that uh, touchdown fumble debacle towards the end of the game. I don't know if you saw the clips from that. That was that was touchy. No. Uh, yeah, he went in. He he designed play. He goes in for the touchdown. As he's just about to cross the line, he gets hit in the shoulder. The ball goes down. So, but he's, as he's crossing the plane, so it's you know, is is it a touchdown or is it not? I think some people even caught, some of the refs called it a touchdown. And then of course everybody's all over the ball. It's I think it's in the last two within the last two minutes. So it's 
uh, immediately challenged upstairs, blah, 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 blah. Okay, it is a fumble. So now the question is, who recovered did, it? Who recovered it? They said that they could not tell on the replay who actually had it. Yes, a um, uh, the other team came up with the ball, but that doesn't always mean they were the one with the ball underneath. That's you know they couldn't uh, definitely define who had it. So it went back to the Steelers on the half you know half yard line, and they just you know, kicked or uh, chipped a field goal that put him one ahead. And uh, so, yeah, that was that was close. Did you see the uh, big oopsie play on the Chargers today? They said it was a rookie player. I didn't know who the player – I didn't recognize the player that did it. But the guy, it was – if I remember correctly, it was a punt. The guy grabs it, and as he gets the ball, he comes down to the ground. And there's uh, – who are they playing today? New England. New England. Yeah, it was New England. It was and as he comes down to the ground with the ball, a couple of the uh, New England players jump over him. So he gets up, leaving the ball on the ground, thinking the play is over. But of course, no one has touched him on the ground. And one of the New England guys suddenly comes down and just pounces on top of the ball. New England has the ball. Because the play wasn't over yet. He hadn't been touched. There was no tackle yet. Yeah, I think that was the same game. You sure you're not confusing that with what they thought was a uh, forward pass was ended up as a lateral pass, and it bounced, you know, it, it dropped, and they picked it up, and they ran uh, for the touch. Uh, see, I don't think it went all the way back for a touchdown, but it was one of those things, always cover the ball, because especially in that kind of a sideways yeah. pass, is it forward, is it back, you know, it's... it's, it's uh, no, this this was this was today's game, and I'm assuming it was a it was a punt, because they were talking about the uh, Chargers receiver uh, being downfield, and that New England had the ball at the beginning, so I'm assuming it was, I didn't see the beginning of the play, I just saw the, it uh, just caught my eye when they were talking about it, and they were doing all the uh, replays on it. Yeah, I saw the, part of that game, so I mean, it's, it's, there was the a lot of turnovers. Um, and no, New England did not come up, because as soon as the New England player pounced on the ball, suddenly there were a couple other guys, including the guy that originally had the ball, realized, I guess, he made the mistake, and he jumped on top. Oh, of no, no. I, okay, but that is the same one, I think. That, that wasn't a punt return. That was a uh, that was a pass. Was that a pass? Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, see, okay, I'm, I'm, conf- there were so many weird plays today. One, like, the, um, was it, was it, was it Pittsburgh? Now I, I'm, I've watched like four games and pieces of them. Tackling a guy as he falls on his back, he's not quite down yet. The ball pops straight up in the air and the defender's right there, right in his hands. I mean, it's like, thank you, happy birthday, let's move on. Uh, and there was so – and Brent uh, Favre threw a few bad interceptions today too. I mean, there was – and the games I watched were just turnover and turnover and turnover, a lot of stuff. You know, McNabb, he got lucky one in the end, though I like uh, I like the Redskins. They're like number two with against my uh, Steelers, though I'm not a big McNabb fan, but they managed sure. to pull, I think. Why not? McNabb, he's just never been one of my uh, favorites. <laughs> I think he's a little overrated, but um, okay, I mean, he's doing all right, I guess. <laughs> oh, are you thinking what? Uh, because of what someone else said about him? No. Okay. Just I'm, yeah, he's he's bounced around. I'm, I mean, he's old. He's he's not bounced around. He's been on two teams. Is has he just been on Eagles and uh, yes, and Redskins? Is that it? Yes. No, seems like more than that. Yeah, just 
I don't know. I don't know why. He's just never, never been one of my favorites. Okay. The other one I really don't like, who isn't really getting much playtime, is Vic. Um, yeah, well, he was hurt, and the Eagles are off next week, and then week nine he'll be on. I'm sure he'll be there. It was. Is it just this season he's come back? No. Or last he season, understudied right? under McNabb. Yeah, it seems year, like yes. they were going in and they, they, yes. they were like going back and forth uh, in the game. Sometimes it was, that was driving me crazy. It's like how many you never see quarterbacks uh, changing like that, but I um, mean at least not that many. Uh, I don't know. Just seemed so. All right, but so now we managed. So we managed to b- bookend the Disney talk with non-Disney talk. That's awesome. Oh yeah, there, there's not much. There's just yeah, not that much Disney talk. I guess we could say, uh, you know, Aussie John's got a new blog or a newer blog. I don't know how new it is. I just happened to get an email and checked a new out project a link. And for him. He's got a whole uh, Australian travel thing. It's more like yeah. suggestions for Aussies, uh, which was funny because I got an email today on the other site um, about uh, Imagineering from an Aussie girl. Uh, so I thought that was kind of weird, but weird, interesting, whatever. But uh, yeah, oh, okay. Well, yeah, whatever. Then, There's uh, just not much Disney crap going on. Uh, I think I'm, everything's Tron, pretty much you know regular it, yeah. and you know yeah Tron and well Secretariat I guess is done okay I guess in the theater right. I don't know. Have you have you seen the commercial for the the Shrek Halloween? Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> the, the fruit. The have you, fruit have you seen things. it? Have you seen it, Richard? I'm not sure. I don't think so because I'm not <laughs> laughing and I don't know oh, what the joke is. Picture, there. picture the uh, cookie bread, gingerbread, gingy. <laughs> oh, okay. Now I know. Yeah. Okay. You see the little Skittles or M and M's, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Oh, nice. So, any Halloween plans that we should know about? We didn't get to do our normal Halloween uh, uh, spook thing over at uh, uh, your friend Richard's because it was canceled this year, but. Uh, I got nothing fancy here. And I guess we never yeah. got to the park, so we won't be doing a Halloween special this year unless we can get there soon. I know I can edit it fast enough. Oh, um, that sounds like a challenge. <laughs> it's 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 just I'm just stating some facts. Throwing down some gauntlet. Yeah. <laughs> just calling it the way I see it. Uh, we still have time, but uh, it doesn't sound like we'll have one out. So we should plan ahead and, you know, as soon as Christmas decorations go up, uh, like November 1st, <laughs> we should. No, yeah, the, I, Christmas, the Christmas tree is already sitting in the back, I understand, so ready to light up. That's, haven't haven't gone back there to take a look at it myself. Small World closes this week, doesn't it? For well, since, since it's fake now, it doesn't really matter how long it sits back there, does it? That's true. That's true. Um, Small World? Funny. I, I think I Small World closes this week for the uh, uh, overlay install. I had the paperwork here with all my downtimes listed, and uh, it's sitting where I can't reach it right now. So I'm going to go. I'll, I'll go with whatever you say on that one. Oh, okay. So. All right. I am in no place to argue. All right, man. I'm ready to wrap this up. Yeah, all right, fine. Doesn't matter to me. All right, good. I'm glad it doesn't. Then. Say goodnight. Good night. Good. Awesome.